Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hi guys, welcome to Cowboys Break, another episode that it's that was supposed to be happening at a golf course today when the Cowboys host their annual golf tournament, but it is pouring in the DFW area, so that's kind of not sure if there's going to be a show happening later today or not. Not sure if there's there. going to be a golf tournament later today. <laughs> but there's still something that will happen over there with the media. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett, maybe a couple of players will talk. But in the meantime, welcome Brian Broaddus here in the hello, show. Hello, hello, hello. We also have Danny McRae here with us. How are you doing? He's in the building! <laughs> I like that. Oh, there we go. There we go. Ready to talk some football? Yeah, of course. Always. That's life. Football is life. All right. Let's start off with some questions and then we'll have about uh, we'll get into some interesting stuff that you are doing here with the Cowboys and some camps that are going to be happening in the near future. First of all, I wanted to talk We're about. Here We're here too. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Well, um, it's okay. You, your name, you guys are staples. Wasn't your name mentioned in the intro? That's a great point. You got a special intro for you. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> all right, the well, intro hasn't been accurate in like the last three months because we haven't all four been together, so I kind yeah. of forget about that. All right, sorry, go ahead. DeMarcus Ware. He, he's a guy that obviously has been very close with the Cowboys, especially even last year he came in a few times, helped DeMarcus Lawrence, helped the D-line coaching and stuff. He he talked about him wanting to be involved a little more this year mm-hmm. and coming in a couple of days a week and instructing the teams. And one of the things that he said was how he feels that this team has what it takes basically to get it done this year. And that made me think there have been – several people that have come out this offseason mentioning or expressing that same feeling towards this 2019 mm-hmm. Cowboys team. And I wanted to get your insight. Obviously, I, I'm one. I'm one of the first to hate to start talking about Super Bowl this early in the year. But you've been here for many years. You've watched the teams. And I wanted to see how does this team, talent-wise and, and mentality-wise, feel any different from any of the other years um the difference for me is the the other years that were super bowl contending teams i think you felt a little bit more confident at the quarterback position with from an experience standpoint um but i i do think this is this is a really good football team and i think a lot of people forget that part because it's like well they didn't draft him or they lost here in the playoffs all that but when you think about balanced teams that have a, a, a really good running game a Good offensive line, probably great offensive line. You got playmaker receiver. Got got veterans that are coming back into this, like Frederick and Witten. Defense is young and fast and good. I think this is a really, really good football team that can compete. I really appreciate uh, this situation that we're in because I, I, my opinion doesn't matter. The ownership has kind of set the tone for what the expectations are by not renewing Jason Garrett's contract. That kind of says everything you need to say right there. This is a talented football team. 
they need to make the playoffs. They need to make a run in the playoffs probably for this to be considered a successful season. If that wasn't the case, Jason Garrett would probably have a new deal. Um, even go back. So I think most people would probably say, even though the 2016 Cowboys went 13 and three, I think most fans would say the 2014 team is the best team that they've had in recent memory. Like in this iteration, in the Jason Garrett era of the Cowboys, is that fair to say? 14, 14, 14. Yeah, you know, Dad's. Called- I would think the sixteen team. I, th- I think the sixteen team to go uh, to, to go, go back win, to, to Nick's point don't to you win think- at Green Bay to win at Pittsburgh with a rookie quarterback. Really right? good, but that, but I think people have more faith in the quarterback to pick things up when things I, weren't going well. I thought you were going the right path the way you were talking. Well, no, well, let me let, let <laughs> no, me no, when well, you started this out. I thought you were going the right con- path. Let me continue right. down that path. Then I got distracted. Point being, I think most people would say 2014 is the best team of Jason Garrett's tenure expectations for that team were not good they were actually really bad like mm-hmm. Jerry Jones who's the eternal optimist said before the season started mm-hmm. like we, we know we got an uphill battle That's like right. he basically yeah. was like we might not be very That's good after years of getting his butt kicked yeah. uh, predicting Super Bowls. well and then you know their one debatable call away from the NFC championship game and I know Green Bay would have got the ball anyway shut up doesn't matter um point being is the expectations for this team are high and should be high. Like, where's the flaw on this team? I guess the I mean, coaching staff. Ooh, mm-hmm. kind of like how I started this thing off. Well, no, yeah. this is where no, this is because I'm not saying just because I'm a critical of Jason Garrett, but Nick just described, and I think we all agree, it is a very talented team. It's a very deep team. What do we know about Kellen Moore? That's the thing. Not that's much yet. That, that's and when I talk about coaching, I'm not just trying to pile on Jason Garrett like I do every day. But I'm just trying to say, if we understand what Chris Richard now, if 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 Kellen Moore has the same results that say that that, that we had from Chris Richard, I think you'd have to be pretty happy. This team might be uh, on the way up. If Kellen Moore has as good of an impact as Chris Richard did in his first year, then yeah. this team should at yeah. least be playing the, for now, an NFC now, championship. Now Nick's Nick's analysis and your analysis, I'm sure Danny's going to say the same thing about the team, the talent. Maybe he won't. What is Danny going to say? No, that's what I'm saying. That's what's interesting. But I'm going to say this, though. I I thought you were going down the path. I don't know what Kellen Moore is. I have people tell me what Kellen Moore is, but I don't know what Kellen Moore is. He could come in here and he could work his magic just like Chris Richard did, and this was a top-10 defense, top-10 scoring defense. You know, it's just to the bitter end. They got run over by two teams that are really good offensively. But I, I, I think the biggest question about this team is not the talent or the quarterback or anybody else. It's the coaching staff. And can Kellen Moore and, and let's let's be honest too, Mark Colombo, you know, halfway through the season, right? Mm-hmm. Coming in. So I, I'm I'm interested. I think the thing that could hold this team back is if you if they're if they're they start off initially and Kellen Moore doesn't hit the ground running, then that talented team could very well have some problems. You know, uh, we asked Danny to come on the show and talk a little bit about camps, and all of a sudden, like, we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> come on, Super Danny, Bowl team, the coach with Brian. Super Bowl team or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that likes to go Super Bowl, uh, you know, before the season starts. So I think the you and Ambar. Yeah, right. I think the team is talented. Uh, I like what you said about the coaching staff, but I think that we have to understand that it's Kellen Moore and John Kitna that yeah. that are the question marks and. I played with John Kittner, so I do have faith in him to to pick things up if it doesn't start well for uh, for Kellen. And I think oh, he saved the season. I mean, he he got he got Jason Garrett his job. Helped, I mean, yeah. yeah. Five and three yeah. down the stretch, he got him his job. Yeah. So yeah. 
So, yeah, so I, I believe he can do it. And the question is on the – But you don't know Kellen Moore. I don't know Kellen Moore. But I know that I know the leader that Kitna is, yeah. And I know that he'll be in Kellen Moore's ear, and there, there'll be he have a lot of imprints on that on yeah. the offense. I don't give Danny enough credit for how old he is. Like, yeah, you did play with John Kitna. <laughs> Damn, man, that was ten years ago. No, you know, I, 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 I just made thirty-one. Out. I just made thirty-one in March. I'm, I'm, I'm football old, not <laughs> football old. And yeah, football there you go. old. He's old. Yeah. Football old. <laughs> no, no more old. But no, you know, are you the same? What are you? What are you thinking about? Because to me, we always talk about the talent on this team. We mm-hmm. all feel like they're doing the right things. And, you know, I think where are is... the questions? Where are the where are the true questions of this team? You think they could? You think they would want to upgrade safety? We don't need to go down that oh, road no, for I've the got, ten I million times. I got some questions but for real, you guys. Like, other than that, I mean, yeah, the rest of it is really on the coaching staff. Just yeah. like look around. Okay, it's the NFL. Somebody that's supposed to be good is going to be bad, and somebody we're not talking about is going to be good. It happens every single year. But like looking around the NFC right now. You got to say this is one of the five best rosters yeah. in the conference. Right? Saints, and that's why the pressure's Rams, on. That's Eagles, why the pressure's on Jason Garrett. Cowboys. I think that's yeah, to your point. Absolutely, that's why they didn't extend him. That that's exactly my point. Like, but he the helped build the roster. The expectation well, has been set for me. I don't have to have my own expectations. When, when we say coaching staff, too, I think we need to point out that I mean there is a question about. Well, there is in my mind. I don't know what other people think. I, I really like Dak Prescott, sure. but I don't You're about think, to pay him. I hope you do. No, but I'm saying is the coaching staff better make him into the type of player that he needs to be. He can't just go out there and throw the ball around like, like Drew Brees and Tom Brady. He's not that type of player. They've got to make sure he's the guy that's running, flipping over, getting on third and five and getting those six yards and getting him on the move and making him be the type of player he can be if they're going to pay him all that money. Goes back to Kellen Moore. Goes back it? to the coaching staff. That's when I say coaching staff, they've got to put, they got to be Dak friendly. Forget the other guys around them. They got to make sure that Dak can be the type of player he needs to be. And that stand him in the pocket and make him throws, they're going to lose games that way because there's coordinators that will outsmart the other team, the, the Cowboys, by doing that, in my opinion. And it's very rare when you see that the talent is able to surpass everything that the coaching staff is about. Sometimes, you know, when you talk about talent, yeah. there's, there's very few cases where you have just a group that's so talented that they, they will just make it happen, right. however so, it is. Yeah, mm. there's sometimes, though, there will be talent that overcomes bad coaching. Right. There's sometimes that happens. That but no it's ma- rare. It's very rare, but it, it you know, if you do have the type of team that no matter you know what situation the coaches put them in, the players will find a way to win. Ninety four. Could very well be, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's not that's not that's not wrong. Switzer, there. No, you're not. But you're being very honest. There will be people that that give that those teams. Those are Jimmy Johnson built teams, and they're saying despite Switzer's inability to really understand the pro game, that that he benefited from a very talented roster. Well, it happens. Different something that people can benefit around the area. And that have kids that want to be involved what with football. What a segue! Let's talk about some camps that are, the Cowboys are going to be hosting. Yeah, so we have our camps coming up, and then so these little guys that we coach will hopefully one day be some of the guys that are being talked about on this podcast. 
So we have three-day camps starting June 3rd. They run all the way through August 7th and first through seventh grade. And we get these guys in here, and they're coached by former NFL players, me being a former Cowboys player. And on the third day, we have a current Dallas Cowboy player come out and speak to the kids. So we have great drills, great uh, great teaching, great learning, th- uh, learning experience for the kids. Boys and girls? Boys and girls. We also do cheerleading camps, so those girls who want to come out and cheer for their brothers and, and their friends, we have that as well. And, and the boys and girls for football as Boy, well? Boys and girls for football, and boys then, and girls for cheerleading. Okay. This is all happening at the Star? We have uh, eight camps at the Star. We have four at the stadium and one at the Baylor Sports Performance Center, which is directly next door. How did you get hooked up in this? Uh, how, how did, I mean, I know you – when was your last year of playing? Two years ago? 2015. 15. 2015. So. And he was a binge watcher of TV. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll bring him back to do Game of Thrones another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We, we could talk about this all day. Um, so I retired. Or, well, I didn't get called back. <laughs> and then uh, I sit at home for a little bit, and I figure I need to go back to school. I get my MBA. And I get my MBA, and I started applying for jobs, and I'm realizing that the football resume is a little, it's a little shallow. It's a little doesn't have enough stuff on there. So I apply for an internship to go work at the NFL office. They call me, they accept me, and I go there for six months, and I learn a little bit of the ins and outs of the of the corporate field of things. And I come back, and I'm still sitting at home, like I have no idea what I want to do. I've done all this, and I still have no idea. So I reach out to a few people here at the Cowboys, and. The rest is history. There you go, Danny. Have you, kid, did you ever go to camps? Did, did you ever go to football camps? I went. I went to a few uh, football camps. I'm from Houston, right? Uh, where and we're in Texas. Oh god, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. our football camps were at, at the middle school and high school. So it wasn't NFL players coming back or teams. Sure. Camps. It was our coaches saying, "Hey, the camp is at, at school. You need to be there." At six. But you have a vision for your camps of what you want these kids right. to learn. I mean, right. the, your experience not only as an NFL player, but your own experiences at camp. You, you want to make this fun for these kids, right. but you also want these kids to get something out of it, though, right? I mean, right. that's the that's really the whole idea. So, so we do drill skills and education for us, and so what we do is. We want to one. We they're first through seventh grade, right? So we want to make sure they're having fun, right? Kids like to compete. They do like to compete. They want to compete. Whether it's racing each other, they like to compete. So so we we put the uh, competition aspect in it. We teach them a little bit about sleep and education and nutrition. And then we let them get out there and compete for a flag football trophy that that is a replica of the Super Bowl trophy. So they Mm. get photo ops and they get to come on stage. Where was this for me? Yeah. Oh, right. Maybe I could have done something with my life <laughs> athletically, you know? Now, I doubt that we have many mothers listening to this. I don't know. But for those mothers and women that are concerned about kids playing football and, and the safety of, of their kids, how do you guys do this? Is it what kind of football is it? How much contact is there? So how safe are the kids to go out there and compete if it's a kid that hasn't done it before? So so one over I believe like the last 8 years flag football has become the biggest growing sport uh in the nation, right? So right parents are worried about uh the kids getting hurt so they're starting to let them start off in flag football, six man football. So we incorporate flag football and those type of drills into our camps. Our camps are non-contact so they won't be tackling each other, they won't be hitting each other. So there's no risk of that at our camps. Our skills also translate into if you have a, a kid who just is interested in the football but not really sure if that's what they really want to do and they're a soccer player, our drills translate into soccer, basketball, 
uh, pretty much any sport. You can get quicker, faster, and, and better in any sport by coming to our camps. But if you have like a big lineman that is a sophomore in high school and he's thinking I could go and play Division One football, there's camps for that he too. He needs to come on May 18th, which is next <laughs> Saturday, to our big man camp. We will have the big, big man, man. camp. <laughs> so we will have former NFL linemen and defensive linemen out there coaching these guys and teaching them those little ins and outs like DeMarcus Ware wants to do here for the Cowboys. There you go. So how do people sign up for this? You can sign up. Well, you can go to DallasCowboys.com slash academy, and you can find the schedule for all of our camps, and you just sign up through that. Awesome. How much, what, you played in the league for six years? Six years. I'm, I assume these relationships are helping you out a lot in this fact. Uh, they are. I, I am able to get some of the guys that I play with to come out to these camps, and with me just retiring about two or three years ago, a lot of the kids are still recognizing some of the guys that I play with. So, there we go. So it's exciting yeah. for them. Who better to learn from? Absolutely. Nice. Yep. Well, thank nice. you so much for coming in today and, and telling us about this. I've been to one of the camps before. Uh, it was hosted for like the Hispanic community because I know they, they did that separate. But I think now they're just mixing it up. It doesn't matter what, what language you speak. Just show up. Do it. It's really fun. I saw the kids having a great time. So make sure you, you check it out if you have kids and sign up. Thank you, Danny. And good luck to you over there You're with welcome. all those kids You're running welcome. around. Thank you all for having me. DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Boom. All right. Go Tigers. All right. Go let's Tigers. talk. <laughs> Number 44 uh, uh, no, 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 no. There's no, in your program. We don't talk about college stuff here. <laughs> the okay? LSU Tigers. No, 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 no. We're going to take a break. National champion Danny McCray. Sorry. I don't like purple. We're going to wow. take a break. <laughs> We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll keep talking about this 2019 Cowboys roster. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks 
free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. Back to the break. Welcome back, guys, to Cowboys Break. We talked about camps. We talked about coaching staff and the talent. Now, I have another question. I know there are a lot of people out there that don't really get to be around here, obviously, and wonder about people's dynamic, like, relationships the environment the dynamic the energy the the players being on the same track as long uh, uh with the coaching supporting jason garrett how is that do they get upset is there uh, some traction there happening and i wanted to talk about that that whole locker room environment obviously we haven't had the chance to be in there this year yet but it's happening soon but we know most of the veteran guys it's pretty much the same how do you feel about the, the dynamic around the locker rooms and the players and the, their relationship between the coaching staff? If you got a social media account, you don't need me to tell you. I mean, the stuff this team does between itself is pretty unbelievable. I mean, they all went to Duke together. Like, what, was that a week ago, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah, right. It's right before the draft. It's And, you know, Jason Garrett's got like a leadership council. It's like... I mean, it's, it feels like it's like half the team, but I mean, yeah. the teams, you know, you, like I said, look anywhere on social media, the team, this team's leaders, basically they're starters. They go everywhere together. They went, they all flew up to Duke together. Uh, they, they went to a shooting range with like a Navy SEAL team a couple weeks ago. You know, they, they went to Dirk Nowitzki's retirement. They, they go to stars games. They're all always here together. I mean, the whole team's been going through the off season program. I mean, you know, it would be unrealistic to think that they're all just best friends all the time. But, like, this team clearly has a very strong bond that you don't and they see added, that often. In and they the added ranks. a guy back from the broadcast booth Yeah, that was a big locker room guy, you know, with, with – with, I'll be interested to see 20 basically new names, if you think about this offseason, with the draft picks, the undrafted free agents, and then you look at the guys they added in free agency on those one-year deals – Think about that as your team, as you're talking about building and going forward, 20 new personalities, you know, as we get ready for camp. And so you, you better have some guys. Is it really that many? I'm, yeah. Okay, so if you, you think about it, the, the uh, got the, an eight person draft class, eight person draft class. How many do they add in free in the free agency? You brought One, in two, Quinn, three, Cobb. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 yeah. undrafted. You're right. Oh, so oh then, undrafted. Yeah, 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 you got undrafted. So you added 20-something bodies, yeah. new bodies to this thing. I'm not trying to, you know, you don't want to write anybody off, but, like, the majority of the guys that are definitely going to make the 53 are not new it's gonna, faces. It's going to be hard for these rookies to make this yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, This is a is. young team that was talented already. So, I mean, th there will be, I mean, some undrafted guys. There always are, and Brian's done a scouting report on all of them if yeah. it concludes today. Uh, but you know, it's just gonna it's gonna be hard to, to to make it when you think about backup corners uh, that are already you know Anthony Brown and and Jordan Lewis. You know, it's not gonna be easy for a guy to come in and be better than that. So, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. 
to answer your yeah. question though i mean from my, my perspective i mean this all sounds good and, and the guys that are you know having some some good you know camaraderie right now all great but you know when the bullets start flying at the you know in, during the games and all that kind of stuff who how do they how do they you know act then you know or is their finger pointing and stuff like that like it all sounds good now and i think it's it's going well but when yeah, but, it really goes gets down to it, you know, this team's got to be able to to you know handle adversity on the field and stuff like that. They didn't do a good job with it in the Rams game, and and there's been times this year when that didn't happen. So this is good; it's a good start. But I'm just saying, you know, the end result obviously is the biggest thing. You're absolutely right, and no two teams are the same. But this team was staring at three and five and didn't do that. I mean, what's a bigger adversity than that? We thought the coaching staff was gone. Definitely didn't think they were making the playoffs. Yeah, if they didn't make that yeah. trade, though, it, right. it, it took, it no, took like course, Steven no, said, an act of but, Congress to but, make that trade. That, but that, that that's we're not that's irrelevant to this conversation. I'm just talking about the character of the locker room. Well, and guys there, there that were can, a few things that yeah. popped up with the wide receiver group. You know, you had like oh comments on maybe Alan Hearns made or Cole Beasley, and things kind of well, you hear whispers around. That and, dude's gone, right? So, right. So and and Al, I, I know Alan Hearns. You know, he was vaguely critical of Scott Linehan's offense, but like he wasn't a pro- and Scott is gone as well. He wasn't a problem child by any stretch right. of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he made those comments after a game. And then, like, three days later, everybody bombarded him with follow-ups, and he was like, well, yeah, like, I didn't mean it in a bad way. That's just what happened. You know, like, Alan Hearns is, like, like, do not confuse that guy with some sort of diva. Like, that's just the opposite of the case. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and we don't really have any divas right now. So, which, you know, to previous re- years, you had several guys I, who. I, no, no, it's not but, a who. It's every year. I, this is what one thing I have noticed. Someone you, pops you, up. You always think that. Taco. <laughs> oh. That was he, a hell of a drop. He knew exactly what he was doing. Well, no, no, I mean, whatever, whether it's Taco Charlton, whether it's somebody else, I'll steal the words right out of Nick's mouth. I've done I've done this long enough to know that there will always be a guy. Yeah, there's a guy. When one guy leaves, another guy replaces him. Maybe he's not happy with his contract. Maybe he's not happy with his playing time. Maybe he's not what happy, not happy about the narrative in the media about him. There will always be... Ratliff became that guy. Ratliff Scandrick became that guy. became that guy. Beasley right. became that guy. Yep. DeMarco Murray was that guy for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, yeah. always, there's always that guy. And he'll be there in 2019. But, and that's my point. You know, great. They go to, they're going to Duke together. That's awesome. It, de- it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I still think the character of this locker room is incredibly strong. And the important factors of it are not going anywhere i mean you mentioned you mentioned the amari cooper trade i think amari cooper's great for this locker room zeke and dak have taken ownership of it in a way that i wasn't sure was possible i was actually writing about that yesterday i remember talking to him in december amari no zeke zeke and he was like well you know it's not like i set out to become this leader but like guys like wit and des leave and you don't really have a choice and i know jason witten's back but I think the steps that Zeke has taken to take ownership of this team are, you know, yeah. he's not taking a backseat to Jason Witten just because Jason Witten's back. I don't could, think. Could Amari's contract be something that gets in the way of this locker room? I don't you know, think so. I, well, I was about to say this before you said that. I was like, I'm so glad D Law's contract got done because I could see that was going down that path because why wasn't it get done? And he was holding off on doing the surgery and it wasn't looking good. And then there's going to start to be columns written about him. And then let's see how he reacts. Cause that's what happens. These guys react to media, you know, that's critical. So we'll see what happens with Amari, but I don't, I don't think it'll, 
get to that point for a while here. I mean, I, I think that he's going to – I think the contract will be done before the end, before the start of the season, honestly. I just – Dax or Amari's? I think Amari's is – I think Amari has to get done. That You don't make the trade if you're not going to sign him until long term. You kept yeah. saying he's 24, he's 24. Well, you better sign him then. So that's going to happen. I don't think there's a – I don't know if there's a standoff here or not. I don't I think just we're at also, that point yet. I got to see that in Amari Cooper's temperament to believe it. Like, that's just, yeah. that's not his style. He even, what, you went to the Mudbug Bash right. two weeks ago, and he was like, I'm not really worried about it because, like, they've gone out of their way to make it known that they intend on paying me. So, like, right. I just assume it's going to get done. Like, he didn't sound disgruntled two weeks ago, and I would have to assume that it goes a lot further than it is right now before he would get disgruntled. Yeah, I think I think these reports we're hearing about premature like disappointment and offers being high and all. I think that's way way you know again premature. Absolutely, those reports. And the Cowboys have seen this before because I remember. Wait, this is a different era, but still, Tony Romo was when he he had about ten good games in two thousand six, and then now he's the starter in two thousand seven. So he's only he's, he just kind of came out of nowhere, and his initial offer on his new deal was higher than what Peyton Manning was making right then, and Peyton Manning had just won the Super Bowl, and so the, you know the Cowboys were like, okay, that's where we start. And this is, a, and then they they find a middle sure. ground. So yeah, his agent might just be saying, can find some way in the numbers to say he is better than Julio Jones. Or Antonio Brown, or who is the highest paid receiver? Uh, it's Beckham now, isn't it? Beckham. Yeah, it's Beckham. Yeah, yeah. probably going to be Julio. I, I mean, he asked what they're 20. talking about. Yeah, I but guess. I mean, you know, I, he's up in there in the top five to eight, I think, and he'll get paid that way. I think so too. And personality wise, he doesn't seem like one that would yeah. create any problems. No, no. with that or exactly. I think we worry about the silent ones. I think we kind of yeah. really. Ooh. You think? Yeah, well, I would. That that's kind of what we said. I mean, those guys do develop. I don't. He's not going. I don't think Amari's going to develop into that. I would have to see it to believe it. It just hasn't. It hasn't been. Even I mean, you know, even in Oakland when things weren't going well for him, you weren't reading or hearing a ton about. Sure, but that's I, what I'm saying though. They they came to the point there where they made the trade. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't hear about anything, but they did make the trade. I oh, think yeah. Oakland. I yeah. mean, yeah. they did the same thing with Khalil Mack too. Sure. Like, I think that's. More I think about... you heard more from Mack than you did from. But you didn't Lamar. even Khalil Mack didn't make a stink either. He just didn't report, which players do that See, all the time. And I think the whole Cooper thing was. Uh, we've heard. Well, he doesn't love football. People say that about. Oh, guys he that, loves football. People He'll, say that about guys that that aren't are quiet. Yeah, that are quiet. Like he doesn't love football. Yeah. Just because he's not Ray Lewis, rah rah. Until yeah. some. I mean, until something happens to change my mind, I think that's just more about John Gruden trying to get his guys sure i hope the other two contracts don't become an issue though and i don't think they will but you talked about the leaders right is that uh you know zeke and dak and then those two guys do do need contracts so if it if it does drag out there and then those guys have to make decisions that are smart for them that's where it could be an issue hopefully none of that happens it's a lot to consider stephen jones said last week i mean you know zeke is the straw that stirs our drink he called him a priority to resign he also said well, maybe we're not talking about it as much because we've got two years to get it done. I wonder if Zeke hears that and he's like, "Do you? Do you? Yeah. Let me <laughs> let me just say this. I don't though. know. I, For, I just you know before anybody freaks out. Hey, it's just me. I've said this on, our, on, our, on my show. There's you know the Cowboys are open for business if people want to come talk about these contracts. Yeah, I didn't get the I, you know because I said I asked a couple of guys. I said, well, "Is there now a priority? Is it Dak? Is it how's you? How do you?" And they're like, "Nah." You want to come in, you know, the music's playing. Don't get left without a chair. 
You know, don't 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 be the guy. You know, if you if you're going to be the last one in, then you might not get all the money you absolutely want. But I I I, I it's not like to me they've got the open sign and and they're ready if if these if these agents want to deal with them right now. I mean, they proved that they're willing to deal with you. They did it with uh, with Lawrence. And just think, just don't be the last guy waiting for a chair before the roster. Jones. Yeah, before the roster goes down to fifty three, I just think. We're going to be covering one to two more extensions. That's how. That's. My I guess. think getting on the plane that twenty fifth of July, they'll probably <laughs> be something. Yeah, there'll be one that just more scrambling around before, before Labor Day. Packing, I mean, a, packing he, a box. Yeah. Zeke has done absolutely everything that you can think of or dream of about a player. What you would want. Look at everything he's done this off season. He's been on headlines and news, and everything has been about good stuff. The only one that popped up, yes, knock on wood. The only one was like, oh, is he fat now? Look at him. Uh, he shut that up really quick, showing a picture of himself. But he's positioned himself, himself better than anybody. And I could not imagine how this would go further than a year from now. I do not envy them for having to figure this out because – Arguably the best running back in football who deserves a pay raise. One of the 10 best receivers in football who needs more years on his contract. And maybe not, you know, there there was an argument on Twitter this morning. No, Dak Prescott's not one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. But he is a quarterback capable of getting you three winning records and two playoff appearances. And he needs Mm -hmm. more years on his contract, too. I don't. I don't know how you figure that out. And Can I ask I, a question of you guys? That's typically what you do. <laughs> if you were, if you're the front office and you're doing these contracts, would you worry about what you talked about in the first segment of the the coach's uh, job hanging in the balance? That if you're extending guys that some coach might not want. I'm not saying a coach wouldn't want to coach Zeke. But maybe he doesn't feel as good about Dak. Yeah. Well, then he then he can he, get another he job. He wouldn't. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get coach. this job. He would wouldn't he? get this job. Jerry's like, you you love Dak, right? Well, okay, thanks. We you know we we tried. Yeah. See you later. Okay. Do you do you limit yourself to maybe the the type of coach you're going to get? Then that's true. Yes. You know, do you go back? Do you put your? Do you, Honestly, that, have, you, have you put yourself having you Dak, yourself in a corner? Having Dak Prescott makes me feel better about the coach that I would get. Because that's the way this league is going. The coach that wants Dak Prescott is the coach that understands how to run that type of offense. Like mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury could design an offense for right. Dak Prescott. And maybe that's a bad example because we don't know how good he is yet. Or Sean McVay. Maybe, you know, maybe Sean McVay, maybe Dak's not his ideal quarterback, but like he can't design plays for Dak. Hold on. I think I, 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 think, I, know, I, think I know where Brian's really going here, but I don't know. No, I go ahead. What, what, well, I mean, I don't really want to say it, but let, let's say there's a coach for another team right now that, that's a really successful coach from another team that's won Super Bowls and stuff like that, that maybe y'all has been. Get us in trouble. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, but, but maybe that he wouldn't be Dak's. Top priority just, for anybody you know, else. If you're, if you're, it's easy, I think, to extend the defensive guys because you kind of can, you know, you can, you can either three, four, or four, three. You can work with that stuff. Tell that to John Gruden. He just shipped off the best pass rusher in the league. Sure. So no, I don't. He didn't want to pay him though. That was his deal. That's pretty much how the league works. Yeah. So. I'm just, I'm just saying though, if you're a front office, would you, you know, you're, now you're, and and again, people. I don't think it's adapting to Zeke because I think Zeke can adapt to anything you want to do. It's Dak that I would worry about if I was paying him thirty million dollars, and you saw you saw what happened to the Arizona Cardinals, did you? Coach just walked in there and said, "Listen, you picked that guy in the top ten. <laughs> I can't play with him. Can't play with that cat. Got to have my own cat." 
What we do? We use the first overall pick for a quarterback mm-hmm. that nobody really is like totally in love with. But again, I it's said like it. if you're a, a good enough coach, I think if you find oh, yourself yeah. a good enough coach, you oh, can yeah. make it happen with a player like Dak Prescott. By the You've way, seen Ambar- it in him. You've seen him make plays. You just need to coach him better. Hey, Ambar, I'd like to hire you for this job as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It comes with a couple parameters. I'm going to hire your defensive coaching staff for you. And I'm also going to make you play with Dak Prescott. You interested? Yeah. It's my quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can am. make Ryan? that work. Yeah. Ryan? Let's go. Okay. Where's that sign? Okay. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Okay. Nick's right. That's going to be the first question. And are you going to limit yourself? Again, we saw a coach who had a not a successful college record get a head coaching job and come in and completely I change the direction of a franchise. Firmly, I said firmly on the on the draft show like that's on Arizona's GM and I'm confused as to why that guy well, still has a job. You wouldn't put it on this GM? What? That that well, had to change direction. Cowboys didn't just spend a top 10 pick on a quarterback. They've got their guy. Like they did like They think they have their guy. That's schizophrenia is what that is is to put a defensive coach in charge of drafting a top 10 quarterback, fire him a year later, and then completely reverse course. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And maybe they're going in the right way right now. We'll see how Kyler Murray is. This team has designed its roster a certain way. And like I said, in this day and age where Kyler Murray's going number one overall, you can't find a good coach who can coach Dak Prescott? Could you get the best coach? Hold on. If you just joined us in the last 10 minutes and, you know, Jason Garrett has not been fired. No, no, no. I mean, seriously, if you just joined it and you listen about the new coach and stuff like that, like, no, no. Jason Jason Garrett cut his teeth with Tony Romo. And Scott Linehan spent a healthy chunk of his career with Matt Stafford, who are completely different quarterbacks than Dak. And they made it work well enough to have three straight winning seasons and go to the playoffs twice, working with a guy that maybe wasn't what they really wanted to be working with. And even despite all the complaints about how much the offense needed to be changed, they still went to the playoffs twice that's and won really, a playoff game last year. That's a good year. point. That's a, that's a really good you point. You can't there. go find a guy who knows how to work with this type of quarterback. I don't believe unless that. you don't trust on your own coaching abilities if you're a coach which nick nick i'll i'm uh, i reluctant to even okay, say then this why but. couldn't the, you said schizophrenia why couldn't the guy then in arizona play with that quarterback he probably could have why why couldn't he he, he probably could he could have, have. He could have, but but he saw an opportunity to get a guy who's tailor made for what he wants to do, and, and he, he said, also said, "Why did you bring me here if not to help me out?" Well, they brought him here to try and get the the, the, the quarterback they drafted. He was hired. He was what? hired. Do you know that? Oh, I have an idea. Sure. I mean, he was hired before sure. Murray he was, declared. He was hired on for the I, NFL draft. I think draft. he was hired on December thirty first. He was hired way before Murray. He was hired that. because Pat Mahomes went crazy in the NFL. Absolutely. And so it's like you know, if you can you can recruit and, that guy, and then his he, best friend is widely considered the best young coach in the league, McVay. So they're buddies. You know, I hate not being able to to know whether or not we've seen Dak reach his full potential or not. You know, because Three of the coaching. Huh? That's what Three gives years us. In, that's what gives us something to talk still about. Still don't know. Three years, huh? Yeah. Why, like does, a, why do you act like that bothers you? No, no. I'm just saying. Everybody's kind of <laughs> your face. I, I am. I'm yeah, a little but, smirk. But let's say this about it. I mean, he was a late fourth round pick, and so he he's been way better than people thought. Oh, for sure. So I think you got to give somebody no, there, some credit here. There's who, definitely like, credit there. Let's but. go through all the top ten picks who were like completely polished products after three years. Mahomes, oh, yeah, great, awesome. Mahomes is a beast. Sure. 
name the other ones because Tom Brady was golf that. looks pretty good. We'll all have of a sudden. break to discuss it. All. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll break. We we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a break. Thank you, Nick. We'll discuss this. Break it down to five. Got a game, guys. <laughs> and then Brian has some fun questions for us when we come back. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. We had a great conversation during the break. We were able to come up with five names. <laughs> or not. The thing I just want people to know is that Brian does this on purpose. It's not true, David. He loves it. He loves he it. Loves to stir he has, up controversy. He has some, some interesting, he's, he's maybe controversial, controversial yeah, I got, questions. I got some questions for you, yeah. cats. All right. You ready for this first one, guys? Yeah. Who's the one player that you'd like to throw a lifeline to? Can you elaborate what you mean by that? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being a smart, but like what? Like you're playing a game and maybe, you have maybe you get a little to trouble on this roster. Maybe you know. Is there a player you had that you'd like to throw a lifeline to? That he that makes sure that he's still around. He's. He looks like he could be drowning. Yeah. Looks like he could be drowning. This Kids is either a movie or the final round of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, I, I think it's Who Wants to Be yeah. a Millionaire. Yeah, yeah. Lifeline, guys. Yeah. yeah, oh, Lifeline. I was thinking like... It is! I was thinking like Jaws. No. Like, Lifeline. Okay. This is Who's good. a player you want to throw a Lifeline to? Oh. Cue up the drop. Do it? Uh, I, I was thinking that, too. Taco. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think he needs a Lifeline. Brandon Carr. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm. I'm. Just play all the drops. Here. Maybe I'm. Get... Maybe I'm being naive. I'm not ready to think that a first round pick is in danger heading into his third year. Mm. I know, and I. Yeah. I know that the defensive line depth chart is pretty loaded. What if jokes is good. What if, but what uh, happened last Joe year Jackson. was very concerning. I mean, the fact that he, oh, yeah, he didn't he have a good year, healthy at a point, and was still not playing. This is to make the team. 
Yeah, this oh, is okay. yeah. And I know oh. Will Will McClay, you know, Will McClay did his media tour. He came on our show. He he did all the media in the DFW area after the draft. But uh he said, you know, he was like, you know, I want Taco to go out there and compete and, you know, prove that he deserves to be on the roster, but we're not going to hold the train for anybody, which that's a telling quote. I'll throw one out to that tight end. He can he can rebound it. Rico? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, why not? Oh, did you guys ask Why? Will about that? <laughs> no, no, we didn't ask. About oh. that. No, no, we that would have been good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a um. Oh, uh, how about my guy Jordan Jordan Lewis? Yeah, there May, you go. I mean that's just that's just selfish on my part because I like him. I mean, I, I, Jordan Lewis was a guy I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean I know you guys were ever thinking of Taco and stuff, but I, I kind of think I know what Taco is. You know, because I kind of saw that at Michigan. So you're writing him off. Even, I, I saw he's a, be, I he's saw a late it. bloomer in Michigan. The other player at Michigan was a better player. Jordan Lewis, a better player. Yeah. And Jordan Lewis for eight snaps against the Saints proved to me that some way, somehow he needs to find a way on the field if he can. That's a guy I would throw a lifeline to because I think people, once again, are going to go into the season. Not maybe not in this room. I know you like Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think that that was the direction I was. Going All right. To go. Vote is in. I just we think submitted the the answer. Jordan he's in Lewis. a he's in a screwy situation because they're gonna wa- they're gonna take the field for the first practice in Oxnard and yeah. he's gonna look like me with yeah. all the other corners that they have, he, which is to say he's short. Um, and I just I wonder how he fits in what Richard wants to do. It'll be tough, just but like, where if you have the talent, you have it, and it'll it'll come out there on the field. I just like that you answered it. Usually you throw out these questions uh, I'll, and, I'll and you don't one. answer. I'll okay. answer that. How about right. how about this one? Could Sean Lee outplay Leighton Vanderish or Jalen Smith this year? No. What kind of question is that? At his new position? Just can he outplay? Can they? Can he? Can he force his way? I mean, he's. They're talking. I talked to Rod Marinelli. He says he's going to play him at Sam linebacker. But could could it be instead of having a limited role? Could he outplay Jalen or Vanderish and get his starting role back as one as a Sam or excuse me as a Will? Or the mic. And the fact that they're moving him to Sam suggests no, because if they thought that that was a realistic possibility, wouldn't they just have a competition for the Will oh, job? Oh, keep an eye on that. Okay. Keep I don't think it, it would get to that. I think he will definitely be able to contribute on the field and mm-hmm. make some plays and stuff. But as far as outplaying those two guys, I don't think so. I don't either. I, I think I think these are your two guys that are you know young, fast, strong, ready to go. Durable, no. His I, I, I don't think so. his instincts are going to try to get myself in trouble with the locker room here. Yeah. But his instincts, no, I, mean, will, I mean, his instincts will give him a hell of a leg up. Like I, you know, and have you seen him lately? Yeah, he looks good. He's very bulked up. Yeah. Looks like a strong side Looks linebacker. like he's ready to yeah. play Sam. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just it's arguably the most physical position in football, and his competition is twenty two and twenty three. Yeah. So that gives me pause. So. I don't think so, but I mean, I'm not completely and, willing to bet against him. And, I mean, the guy's right, an all And pro. does he think so? Because if you, oh, did, I think he's going to go out there and try and beat one of those guys out. I think they, they, he'll play the. You know, they're going to play him at all three spots, probably, or probably two of the spots: the Will and the and the Sam. But if he's think if he's playing well enough, and it's like, okay, well, is he doing? You know, maybe he'd get a sophomore slump from Van Der Esch. I'm not. Yeah, predicting it, but what if what Maybe. if he comes in the second year and all of a sudden well, he, you talk about the instincts and stuff which like that? 
I'll say what I said. But you're right about the health, Nick. That's a big question. And he already had the whole retiring thing in in his head. I mean, I mean, it was talked about during this offseason. That that was a question. And obviously, he decided to stay here. They reworked his contract. And he's healthy. He's doing well. But we know how the story goes. And when you start thinking that way and... I say that keeping in mind still the kind of passion that Sean Lee has for this game that it's bigger than anyone I've ever met I mean, in this whole building or And anywhere. you said they reworked this contract. I mean, did they rework it or is it like one of those, you know, 4th of July car sales where they just slashed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. rework sounds better. <laughs> this is a problem when you're talking about quarterback. It's not a problem for linebacker. You're going to need more than two to make it through the season. Three to play two? Three, Three to, to play, play two. two. Feed Zeke or rest Zeke? <laughs> Feed Zeke. Both. I don't know why I had to whisper. Um, feed him. Or rest him. No, feed him on his three meals, but don't let him snack all day. He needs no, three good, strong meals. No, because then you pass out meals. on the couch. Right. Feeling full, and he doesn't, then you just he pass just out. eat all day long. But he sleep. eats three strong meals, and then when, it's th- <laughs> when you think about he needs a snack, then give the ball to Mike Weber. Or Tony Pollard. He needs a backup who's capable of playing. Boy, is that narrative changed in a year? But no, but I'm still like, I'm not. No, think about it. But I'm not worried. In a year, we were all like, oh, they've got, you know, man, you're never going to take him off the field. Keep giving him the ball. Give him the ball. And now we're at the point where it's like, man, we had better find somebody to back that up, don't we? I still feel that way. Like, all things being equal, he should be out there. Because everyone has that feeling when Rod Smith would go in the game and be like, ugh. Oh yeah. Not only that, but and, and they probably still will with whoever. He's Alfred a, Morris too. He's a warrior, yeah. but mm-hmm. how how many games did it look like his ankle was dinged or his knee was dinged? Oh, he was not as quick as he had been in the past. Right. Yeah. And you need a guy who can viably shoulder some of that load, but I mean if he's healthy and fresh, then I want him on the field. That's I'm I didn't even hesitate feed him if he's healthy to be fed. Agree, hundred percent. I mean, poor guy. You see him coming off the field last year, and you can just feel for him and how tired he is. Again, amazing talent. He he has so much power that he was still able to come back and play and keep going and keep going. But I think the Cowboys can benefit that's, a lot more if they have a yeah, good it's backup. Be, you said that, it right. That's an interesting narrative. Which you know, in I I said this already in the spring. It sounds great. Paul, yeah. Pollard is your kind of do-everything guy. He's mm-hmm. He's got some real juice. He's a home run hitter. He's a receiver. And Weber, you know, they had a higher grade on him than where they got him. Right. In reality, they drafted Switzer in the fourth round and couldn't do anything with him. They traded yeah. for Tavon Austin, couldn't do anything with him. And Darius Jackson, who has six NFL carries to his name, was drafted higher than Mike Weber. So you can't tell me right now that they definitely upgraded the position. Maybe they did. I hope they did. They think they did. But we'll see. That's how I feel. We'll see. Kellen Moore. Let's see. Speaking of Kellen Moore, first thing you're going to look for in Kellen Moore this year? Honestly, the first – just move people around. Priest, like, I miss yeah. – I don't miss Lucky Whitehead, but I miss what he did, you know? 
I miss that element. I miss the misdirection. Like the Rams, you know, that was the last game we got to watch. And that's what stands out in your head is, you know, you set up C.J. Anderson all day. And then when the game's on the line, you do the wide receiver end around to pick up the first down. Or the quarterback runs for the first down to kill the game. Give me that. That's the thing. And, like, that's something. What what he's talking about is something you can see in training camp. What I'm talking about is something we'll see in the first game. And that's Dak running the ball. We won't see it at Mm -hmm. any point in preseason. And and we shouldn't but I want to when it's there to to run the ball and some of those misdirections where he you know design reads for what he design runs for him I, I just want to see him a little bit more with the ball but we won't see that until we get to the season so have fun have fun this is a young <laughs> team yes have fun have fun have fun on the field obviously being smart about it when by that what i mean you by that football is still fun yes it's very yes. fun no <laughs> nothing about this have fun, fun. So. you have a young team just be creative get out there try different things obviously you have enough time to get prepared you have training camp you have preseason to plan everything out when you go out there don't keep that same old mentality that the team has kept for years. Just go out there, try new things, and have fun because it will just happen. Don't be predictable. That's it. It sounds great. It's, oh, it sounds amazing. It sounds great, but, we'll but Jason Garrett's got a co- he got a one-year Jason contract Garrett's on the line. He's yeah. like, well, we had fun. Yeah, we had fun getting oh. fired. Yeah, <laughs> only fun. Only one season I've covered would I describe as fun, and it was when they won eleven games in a row. Yeah. Like, it's, well, I say don't like when you go out there by that. What I'm trying to say, don't don't keep repeating the same play. Everyone knew what was going to happen. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Here we go again. If you have enough yeah. fun with it get creative have, have fun with the playbook let's get creative here let's try new things and let's make some magic happen i absolutely <laughs> know what you meant i just you know people i mean you know players all they're like man football stops being fun like when you get to college and it only gets less fun as you go so I mean, hey if I'm, you did the same thing every day at your job it wouldn't be fun i i, I hear you You're right. now Not- you try different things then it keeps the job fun is this front office going to regret not drafting a safety at the second round this year <laughs> that's tough because like you know one one thornhill is probably gonna make like this amazing play for the chiefs at some point this season we're gonna get pointed out on twitter to yeah, us while you're sitting there you know, in the press happens, box in philly it happens yes. every year i mean tj watt and taco charlton everybody knows but like i don't know are they are they not going to accomplish their goals this year because of what a safety drafted at 58 would be doing is it's possible is of course it's possible leighton vanderesh nobody thought he'd be a pro bowler but I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, you know, when, when you think about Tyrone Crawford's c- contract and and Antoine Woods is going to need a new contract coming up, and and I, you know, not having David Irving, I, I just think that it was. I mean, I again, I was all about Juan Thornhill, but I I know why they did. Or I think I know why they did that. So they want to just keep those defensive. You know those tackles. They had their choice going. of guys, though. Yeah, they, they really did. did. They had their choice. They they have just never put a high priority on safety like like we all have. They just right. haven't. Clearly, mm-hmm. right, right. And not, I mean, yeah, it's not the the situation as is is not good enough. But like I said, I don't I don't know. I don't think Juan Thornhill's gonna maybe be the difference. Maybe they think it. Xavier I don't Woods think is they ready. will regret it. I don't think well, they would. No, even if they do, they, they, they think Xavier Woods has hung the moon. They could regret yeah. it on day five of training camp. They could regret it, and they'll never tell us. So yeah. it doesn't matter. But I, well, I think they'll never tell us. Just like the, they say, well, we don't need a number one receiver until they actually yeah. until, yeah, until, they, actually, until they make a trade for so. the first round. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. 
more likely a third quarterback or a fourth tight end? Oh, that's a good question. Because um, if you're talking about a team that's extremely deep. Oh, this is that's you're getting down to the 53rd spot. Fourth tight, fourth tight end or, th- or third quarterback. Fourth tight end. I don't need a third quarterback anymore because Mm-mm. Mike White is my backup. And if he's not my backup, if he's not better than Cooper Rush, then I'm not. I don't want him anymore. That's just me. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I don't think he. You got some. You don't there? need three quarterbacks. Not those three. That's tough because like they these are not these are not black and white situations. Like you're talking about the most important position in the game and then a very special case in Rico Gathers where like does his resume justify the roster spot? No, but does he have this undeniable talent that a lot of players don't and maybe does he have the favor of the general manager a little bit? Yes. So I don't know. That's tough. I think he still has it. That's why I mean I'm I would marking, throw, I'm marking B on my scantron for false. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think he has it anymore. I wouldn't throw him a lifeline if he. If yeah. I thought he All right. Well, in that case, then I'd say the third quarterback. Is it these three or somebody else? I, I there's some accounts still out there floating around right. in the world. You guys act like like. You know, oh no, I love Mike White. No, no, no Mike White was my guy. If it's between Cooper and my wife, you need one. That's not one of those. I don't need them both. You guys act like you don't know this coaching staff. Like that's the, exactly the type of thing. Well, I don't know do. the offensive coordinator. He's, what if he's like, I don't need these two? Then Garrett will be like, Ah, Cooper's like me. We're keeping him. That's what he'll say. Well, and Kellen's like, Well, who do you think wins that battle? If for the backup job, then. Between those two. They want Mike White. Or they to. both just flame. They want Mike White too, but I think yeah. Cooper Rush will. Just No one did anything memorable last year. See, that's year. what bothered me so much about Mike White. I know. You did were he, sitting in I, here I, this I, time last year yeah, telling me he I, was going to take Cooper's job. And I absolutely believed it with my heart that he was going to that he was going to be better. And, he, and Cooper Rush played his way. He put Kellen Moore into coaching, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, he basically played well. Okay, they, okay Kellen, bye. We're going to mm-hmm. make this guy the backup. That's and why he's going to be like, I yeah. don't need him. Well, Cooper <laughs> Cooper Rush was, I mean, two years ago, he had one of the best preseasons of any quarterback in the league. Don't mm-hmm. Rico. Yeah. And so all of a sudden now, you know, but neither one of them played worth a damn Mm-mm. in the preseason. Well, I, got I was, some, and that I think that's why you had to keep two. They got some, because they both were so bad. just blocked. They got some badass undrafted offensive linemen this year, so maybe they can keep them upright and let us get that's a good evaluation. That's one thing Mark Colombo did say. That he said, you know, these – Third and fourth quarters of these preseason games, oh, they'll should be, be a able lot to better. Block. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, if, if that's I the case, to, Jamil showers. I just think they'll both be here, and maybe I'll be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Uh, so you're going with three tight ends? No. Yeah. Yeah. Three tight ends? Mm-hmm. I, you I, said Rico. You threw him a right life. I still until they cut cut Rico. I mean, I still think he'll be a part of it too. So, I I, I think he'll he'll have a shot. I don't I don't doubt it's going to happen, but. I would cut one of the quarterbacks and see the possibility of bringing someone else in as yeah. a backup with more experience. Oh, quarterback? Yeah, yeah, quarterback. Um, as far as Rico, I mean, I thought that was over last year, but it wasn't. So You were not throwing him a lifeline. I, you were pushing his head under the water. I'm going to limit my comments right now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to oh, okay. limit my comments. I'm going to do that, too. We just won't have a show. <laughs> well, the time is up, and, and I'll probably regret what I was about to say. So I'm not going to say it. Okay. Thank you, Brian, for coming in the show and no having problem. all these fun questions. Nick, thank you. David Hellman here with us texting Thanks. on Twitter. You know Twitter it. man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of The Break. This has been... Dallas Cowboys break on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!